Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Duality Podcast. I am your host, Ash, and I am here with Sal. Hello, hello, good morning. Thank you for coming on to the show today. Of course. And welcome back, you know, because you had you here once before. Yes. You know, we were talking about it, and, you know, we wanted to have, like, a a one-on-one pod, so I'm looking forward to, you know, just diving into what that looks like today. Yeah, have some fun. Find the core. Let's do it. I feel like every time we have a conversation, it's a whole podcast. So it's just like, might as well share it with people, you know, can't hoard these great conversations. Yeah. So That's good, though. That's how you know we're talking about this, right? You have the pod before the pod. Absolutely. Know? And, you know, like we were talking about like what's different topics that like we're feeling and what are themes in our life and you know I feel like a constant theme for anybody especially that is more into like the public eye in one area or another is like as humans we go through the process of like the layers of what it is to be perceived you know and what that looks like for us and then also perception in general like perceiving others and like all that but I know for myself something that was coming up when we were talking about this topic was like the uncomfortability that being perceived can bring up within ourselves, and um yeah so you know I asked you what does being perceived feel like and if you want to get into that a little bit yeah let's do it um so yeah so I I had said right that um being perceived is a place where I feel both most seen and the least seen and that's very resonant for me. I think um, it's very natural for some things that you do to get picked up by others and then for other things to be naturally misinterpreted, which is why it's um, always good to develop a good relationship with um, not just how you perceive, um, but your relationship with being okay, with being perceived, whatever that means at whatever point in your life you are, you know. Um, People are going to perceive you either way, you know. Um, You want to make sure that it's not that it's beneficial for you, but that um, it's not stopping you from what you got going on, which you have to do. So sometimes that requires a relationship, you know, or to build one. Um, we all perceive and we all are being perceived, but it's not always such a mindful process mm. to um, kind of take in how we're being perceived or not take in if that's what's, you know, that's what's good for you in that time being. Um, but I wonder if most people have started a process with that. You know, I think it's a very... Um, natural thing that we do it's not always a mindful process so it Mm -hmm. can be beneficial for people to kind of put some mentality into it to kind of see where it it puts them yeah to be a little intentional about the way that you're processing or digesting that because i feel like a lot of people are in denial like i don't care what anybody thinks about me and it's like it's healthy to have a little bit of that be true but the reality is is like we do we do care like we're humans we all care you know and it's like should that care overrule the way that you're naturally the way you just naturally are? No, I don't believe so. You know, uh, I, there was a lot of feedback. I actually I wish I would have pulled it up or, like, wrote it down. Um, but I can kind of get into it later when we're doing our double feature, which I also do want to mention here, you know. <laughs> we're doing a double feature today. We got we got a podcast, and then we're hopping on Duality Radio after and playing music and talking a little bit. But, you know, I'll bring that up later where I had asked, you know, the public, like, what is your concept of, like, being perceived and some of the feedback that was coming back was like also like the perception of others isn't of my business. And I completely agree. I think that that's such a good mindset to have shout out to Lori and like at the same token, 
as humans, when we are navigating that, I think that's a really good affirmation to say when we are maybe digesting too much of how we're being perceived. You know, I know that <laughs> like a funny sidebar personal kind of note about myself that I've realized um, I don't I'm not like a, I don't consume cannabis often. But when I do, I notice that my perception gets really interesting towards my own life. Like I can get very, um, I want to delete my podcast. I want to delete my every story on my page. I'm like, (laughs) everyone knows too much. Like I get anxious of how I'm being perceived rather than when I'm, you know, in my, in my normal base state, you know, that I'm just kind of like, all right, you know, like I'll take it how I, I take it. Like, and people take it how they take it. And I really trust that process because I think the key thing to not letting the worries of being perceived in your reality, like kind of take over is knowing why you're doing what you're doing. Because if you know your why, then you won't be so afraid of how you're perceived because you know why you're doing it. So, you know, it's literally not yours to take on. If anything, it's a great precedent to kind of just um, set up that opportunity to develop that confidence. You know, um, every individual—excuse me—every individual person is going to have their own ways of, you know, receiving lessons to get where they need to go. And for certain people, like developing that relationship with being perceived is a good way to develop that. You know, um, so it's not ironic in the way that you feel that way when that happens you know it's building up in the best of ways so it's also just a good opportunity to step back and look at yourself to perceive yourself I guess right it's so it's Um, so interesting how like the different processes is like you know like if you look at different substances and like why people feel drawn to it because I do also have the opposite spectrum of like sometimes if I smoke maybe like more like mid grades or something then I just care less like I'm just like oh whatever who cares like I know why I'm doing it who cares but like or if I go about it in a more like intentional way which I, I do my best to do with everything and then you look at people who maybe consume a drink or something to like uh let loose right and like not care of their perception but then <clears throat> excuse me you wake up the next day <clears throat> And then <laughs> get, your, get your tea, girl. Get your tea. I know. I'm like, I we'll be come. here. We'll be here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna join you. It's okay. Nice and warm. Cheers. Cheers to good health. Oh, delicious, by the way. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, like you know, in the, in the next morning, I know for myself and just from conversations I've had with people throughout life, it's like, oh shit. You know, you didn't care last night, but today you're caring a lot, you know, because you're like, oh, man, like I really, you know, didn't care, you know. And it's like as a society, especially that we have, whether we've been partially raised by social media or a quarter raised or fully raised, depending on how old we are, you know, we're like groomed and tailored to be hyper aware of perception. And... Yeah, it's something we all have to navigate on, like, a daily basis. It's happening, you know? Whether any individual person knows it or not, that's the funny thing is um, the fact that it's all happening at once, right? It's not that you're perceiving people and that they're perceiving you. It's that both are happening at the same time while you're perceiving how that thing is perceiving you, you know? So it's all happening at once. That's really the energy of, um, you know, how am I coming off? 
mm-hmm. that person you're perceiving them they might be wondering how you're perceiving them you mm-hmm. know so it's um there's a delicate balance to to find a way to really just allow yourself to be perceived in that way and to perce- perceive others but not just be too um with the grain of salt right for sure because yeah. it's like we can judge a book by its cover and we might be absolutely spot on or it might be completely <laughs> wrong <laughs> like, I literally judged a book by its cover. I think I talked about it on another podcast recently where a while ago, it's called The Untethered Soul, and I just wasn't fond of the title. I was just like, this seems kind of new agey, and like, I don't know how I feel about it. And like, the cover was like, I think like a sunset and a horse, and I was like, I don't know if I like want to read this book, you know, and I was recommended by a few people. And um, I'm in a book club and uh, shout out to Aziza. And uh, when the book came up, like The Untethered Soul, I wasn't looking at the title. I forgot what it looked like. I was just like, oh, like I remember I wanted to read that at a point. And I read it. And this book has like been incredible to my growth as a person and like just exactly what I needed right now. And I completely judged the book wrong by judging, by, by perceiving what I thought it would be about. You know, so it's like there's flip sides to that. But simultaneously, I do feel like whether I read it or, you know, I didn't even just me reading it now is exactly the medicine I needed. So like sometimes, you know, our perception, I think it's important to like check in with our ego and be like, what am I protecting myself from when it's such a strong aversion? You know, like anything that has such a strong aversion or even such a strong pull, I think should be checked in on because when it's really intense to the fact that you kind of lose yourself in the grips of what you're receiving and processing information that you're looking at right because that that would be one of the definitions of perception I think it's so important to remain grounded and to find different ways to find base level because too much of anything isn't necessarily good you know everything in moderation so and if it's coming up like a strong aversion or a strong attraction it's like it's activating or triggering something, but we don't like to look at that when it's something good. When it's something negative, we're like, this is triggering. Something's happening. But when it's good, we're just like, I'm fucking in this. Like, let's see where it goes. And sometimes we could still lose ourselves to the good things yeah. or seemingly good things. I mean, yeah, we're not always going to be driven in that way, right? Sometimes it's going to take a little bit, you know, more work on our end. But it's also funny because I didn't realize until you had said that out loud that the the term don't judge a book from its cover is from the lens of perception, which is funny because it's a term that people have heard, but they might not know that, you know, I didn't know that either until two seconds ago. (laughs) Shout out, Ashley. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, being perceived, right? It's, um, there's so much energy required just to get where you have to go and what you have to do. And while it may be very important that we, um, you know, that we're mindful of how we're being perceived and what we're coming off as always, that um, still the goal is you, right? The goal is to get where you need to be, and it's just, it's very helpful to make sure that you really know who you are. You know, you're okay with how you perceive yourself. That's important too, right? Um, Absolutely. It may be like a field where a lot's happening at once, but just to be mindful about the fact that the priority is to be okay with how you perceive yourself, you know, to be really confident and trust in yourself. Um, that has to be first and foremost always, you know. Um, I wonder if it is, you know, even in my own life. Um, it's very relevant right now, this idea of perception. Um, I'm entering a community 
right now. I'm going back to my dance community. It's been a, a couple years, and there's familiar faces and there's new faces, and uh, you could feel it. You know, you could feel it in the room. Um, people want to know who you are, what you're about. Um, but it's all happening at the time that I'm creating a foundation for myself, for something that I love. So just think about that for a second, you know, trying to build something for yourself and not always just being distracted, but, you know, having these lessons or these moments where you stop and think about how you're being perceived. And it's like, okay, like I want to come off a certain way, but like, how do I feel about how I'm coming off for me? You know, um, it happens right away when you start building something, if you enter a new community, you start a new school, whatever it is socially, right? Um, wherever you run into people, it's going to be an experience. Um, I also feel like it's so important to surrender to the fact that we can't control the way we're being perceived. And that's why it's so important for us to lean into like why we're doing what we're doing. If you walk into a room and you don't know why you're in that room, you should walk out of it. And figure out why you want to walk into it and then maybe re-enter. But if you know why you're walking into that room, you don't have to hold your head up with your nose in the air. But you should hold your head high and walk with purpose. Walk eye level. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to look at the floor and feel like, oh, I don't know why I'm here. You know why you're here. Yeah. You know? And then you can walk with confidence in that space. And if anybody looks at that as arrogance, if anybody looks at that, er the perception, once again, that's their business. And like... Because at the end of the day, you just knowing your why is intimidating to people who don't know their why or what they're doing. And it's okay to figure it out. Simultaneously, we're in a sensitive area when we are in that space just trying to figure it out. And it's so much easier to look at somebody who might have more of an inclination and be like, why are they walking in here like that or doing that or like, look, like they think they're better than everybody. And like you can't control that perception because at the end of the day, you know you're not. You yeah. know that you're not going in with, like, thinking that you're better than anybody. You're thinking that you're doing... You're just genuinely there to do the thing at hand. And everything else is up to interpretation. And um, it's just so important because I know that... I know at times, like, I've really struggled in my life with feeling misunderstood. So I've tried to gain control of being understood by overcompensating with overexplaining. And um, being overly compassionate towards things. And the truth of the matter is, whether you say 10 words or one, if someone is committed to misinterpreting you, they're going to. Therefore, why the fuck am I putting so much energy into that? Yeah. <laughs> I could relate to that. I think um, when I really get in my bag, um, and if I feel like it's being overly perceived or in a way that I'm not expecting it to be, or I'm not comfortable with it being perceived yet, I tend to get a lot nicer or like softer mm -hmm. per se, um, given just like teddy bear vibes, just to like not be, you know, an intense energy in Intimidating. the Intimidating. But the reality mm -hmm. is, is I am an intense energy, mm -hmm. you know, like just coming to terms with that, um, not like in an aggressive way, but I'm a very passionate person and I love very hard and not everyone's going to take that the right way, you know? And uh, based off what you said, it's funny because that is usually the trigger, right? I believe most people know why they enter the room they just forget and it's usually that trigger of like being in your bag and then one second feeling like someone perceived you off the wrong way and you just tapped out of whatever whatever bag you were just in yeah you know? like with the whole reason you're why to walk in you got you forgot it because you're now <laughs> focused on with someone perceiving your why wrong you know and it's <laughs> i laugh because i do it you know yeah. 
yeah, we're just we as uh, vulnerable as the rest. <laughs> for sure. And <laughs> I think figuring it out still as well. I think that that's so important in the process of just figuring things out is just being honest with it because it's like at the end of the day, like the more that we're like, I don't make mistakes. I don't feel this. I don't feel these negative emotions. Like we're just lying to ourselves. And, you know, the people who can't tell that we're lying to ourselves are going to idolize that behavior and therefore perpetuate the non-integration of the whole, you know, because just as much as I can love is just as much as I can be passionately fucking irritated, you know, and in that in that duality, if I don't admit that I'm irritated, it's only going to build because if I'm like, y'all, I'm irritated and it's like, okay, why? And it's like. Well, X, Y, Z happened. All right. Well, why am I letting that bother me? Then I can kind of go back into understanding like where my blind spots is and where I'm more sensitive. And either I can choose to keep going back, a.k.a. doing shadow work, doing reflection work. Right. And continue to go back and to go back. But then something that, you know, my late elder had taught me over and over again is like, Miha, like how much shadow work are you going to do? You know, and it's like, OK. Word like <laughs> I can just realize that I'm off and just be like disengage. Sometimes it pays to look into something if you're not someone who traditionally reflects. But if you're someone who traditionally reflects, you don't need to do 10 fucking pages of homework on a book report you wrote seven times. You know, you already have the information. You know enough that it's it's triggering something and you can release it. And then when it's time for you to revisit what that is, it'll organically come up. You don't have to force it. And I think that sometimes we can get lost in the sauce when it comes to that, especially on the topic of perception, especially if you've been a person who has felt misunderstood in life. Yeah. I'm just going to sit in that for a second because I need to hear that as well. You know? This kind of tastes like high C. But like in a really organic, like <laughs> nourishing herbal way. Like. Yeah. I haven't had high C in a very long time. They make um seltzers now. Hard seltzers. Mm. Oh no, Sunny D maybe. Sorry. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, we're good. Sorry. Sunny D was like way too expensive. My <laughs> my family was like, no, we're not getting it still fake is. fucking <laughs> orange juice for like mad expensive. Like we're gonna get like what is it, like farmer's groove? Like we're gonna get that one. Do you think the Sunny D cares that it's being perceived as expensive or do you think it knows it's worth <laughs> hard lessons here folks here's the, here's the hard lesson you know i feel like the way they put themselves in their commercial <laughs> they probably really appreciated that like you know it was just a very desired thing you know like even like you know you go to you go to lunch period and you see the kids that have the mini sunny these like oh shit or like the mini snapples you remember those mini snapples <laughs> I would be like, yo, every once in a while, if they were on sale in Pathmark, my dad, really not my dad, my dad was always like, "That's we're not doing that, we're not we're not doing fucking plastic, that's stupid, you could just bring a cup, I'll pour Snapple in it, you know, I'll get the sips. Oh my god, those, those were the best. <laughs> sips slapped. Like. While, while we're on that topic, <laughs> not necessarily perception, but sips iced tea, we love you <laughs> so Word. much. Sponsor us, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, it's mad funny, like, it's just, you know. Even when you look at anything or everything, even in the little pocket of, like, silliness, like, there's perception being had. You know, perception and judgment kind of go hand in hand. I feel like what the difference of perception is, like, the process of receiving and judgment would be 
the process of responding, like having a, an output, you know, to the information you received. You, you understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to make sure I'm actually hearing what you're so saying. So I feel like perception is like what we intake, okay. like our perception, like we're looking at something and like the information that we're processing is perception. And then our response is like what we're doing with that information. You know, it's like a yeah. judgment made off of preconceived notions from our own experiences, our feelings in the moment, what is being activated, what isn't being activated, which is causing us to then now pr provide thought. I feel like perception, when we just like dissect it for a second, kind of pull it away from everything else. Perception is literally just the intake. And um, when it comes to that, once again, all you can do is make sure that you're pure. Like you, that you think about it. Think about the uh, like even the intake of like say a, a tea, right? Be two ingredient tea, but maybe you have an allergy to it. That doesn't mean the tea is bad. It means that the intake to it just might not resonate with you. Sometimes I think what we do with our perceptions could be villainizing it because it's not necessarily good for us, but it doesn't mean it's bad. That's where the hero and the villain complex comes in. Yeah. You know, where it's like, I don't like the way this person made me feel when I looked at them and thought about it. So now they're a villain. I don't fuck with them. And some people really get stuck in that. You know, and sometimes it's valid. Some, if it's a gut feeling, you know, which is different, a little different than perception. That's more in, intuition, right? But perception is more of like a process of information that's being like visually presented to you. In my opinion, I should probably look up the definition. That's fair. I mean, definitely from your lens, right? Yeah. How you take in. Yeah, it's it just very eyes energy, you know. But the thing is, not everything meets the eye, right? Very eyes energy. I like that. Yeah, it's it's like that's very true, right? Let's not skip on that. <laughs> very eyes energy. Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of the time when we are debating um, how we're perceiving things and how things are perceiving us, it is by the eye. You know, mm -hmm. It is very social and who you're around and what's happening. So, I was wow. having a conversation yesterday where it was like um, a yin and a yang conversation with two people that I was, was talking to. And it was like one person needed to be like, um, I feel like affirmation. I don't even know if I finished the sentence. I need to actually like message them and let them know that I have this thought. Or if they're listening, that y'all know who it is. For. It's marinating. But it, it's, it's coming to service because I meant to say it. Um, one person might need to be told, can you, like, you hear me, but do you feel me, though? And then the other person might need to be told, you feel me, but do you hear me, though? And it really depends on meeting someone where they're at because some people have more of a development with the way that they see things. The way that they can perceive things might be clearer. You know, maybe that person has more survival skills. Right. And then in, in, in the in the three dimensional and then somebody might have more of a, a survival skills on the metaphysical level where or the energetic level where it's like they can feel what is not seen. Therefore, it's so important to lean into all of our senses because we all have the capability to. And then if you know somebody also around you has more of a sensitive like feeler and you're more of a seer, it's also good to have feedback off of that. Yeah. 
you know, because then you're like, yo, am I bugging? No, I'm not. But okay, you see that? Oh, you feel that? Okay, cool. Like, what does this mean? And like, rather than coming at it from a judgmental space, looking at it with curiosity. Yeah. Even if you don't feel particularly tapped into using your senses in that way, it's still important to know that you can just leave room for maybe, maybe something else, maybe not, whatever you're perceiving or however you know, you take in something else's or someone else's energy, like just um, even to just start simple, just leave room for maybe I'm wrong, you know, room for maybe is so important. I think that room for maybe in a world where we're always trying to prove ourselves right is so important. Simultaneously, if you're coming from an energy where you don't really stand on what you say, room for maybe can be used as like a, a scapegoat. So I think it's also mindful with where you're at. If you notice that like, you know, room for maybe still is always important. I think there always has to be like, but I don't know, <laughs> you know, energy like, but what do I know? Like, yeah. this is what I feel because it's that grain of salt we're talking about. Simultaneously, I know a few folks that like have a hard time like standing on what they say, like have a hard time really following through with that and lean more into the maybe as like um, fear of not wanting to take up too much space, which comes back to like the the fear of perception and like also you know myself as being a pretty intense energy in a room like my entire life I have found ways to minimize myself because I noticed that me being my full self was now uh interfering with like what I desired in the moment you know I think at times in my life I wanted to be liked by everyone around me before I understood what my particular brew isn't just for everyone. And I actually really like that now because it filters out a lot of people that aren't necessarily meant to be in my life. But when I was younger, I would constantly like if I, I would my perception of an area, right? Like I would, I would notice if I did a certain thing that it would make people feel uncomfortable, like, and it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. It would just be like, me being myself like maybe like dressing up nice like there's certain er eras of my life where I purposely dressed more masculine to not intimidate women around me you know to not intimidate others around me because I f I would feel their insecurities around whether you know themselves or especially if it was with their partners and I never wanted to be perceived and or I never wanted to be looked at as anything other than the role that I was in, whether that was a caretaker, a coworker, a friend, whatever the case is, I wanted to control my perception. So therefore, like I wouldn't like get all pretty. I would like kind of bum down like in the way I dress and look so that I was less intimidating and therefore appeasing someone else's uh like vulnerabilities perception. and perception yeah. and and controlling it doing my best to control it in a way even though that it was in a positive light in my mind i'm like oh like who cares like i'll just braid my hair down and wear basketball shorts like i don't give a shit like i still feel pretty like that but i'm less intimidating than if i were to like dull myself up because i notice that when i do this person feels really uncomfortable and I'm not doing anything to actively pursue someone's partner or try to look better than anyone. In fact, I'm like the number one fucking hype person and I'm an extremely loyal person. So I don't need to prove that to anyone. But at the same token, I felt like I, I needed to coddle 
because I became aware of insecurities in others. Therefore, I began to try to control the perception of myself when I felt like I was being misunderstood and or activating someone's triggers. Yeah. It raises the question of, you know, becoming too concerned with perception. What, what does that mean for your most authentic self? Mm. You know, just to put it simply, um, to get stuck in that energy for too long, you know, what are you delaying? What are you putting on hold? You know, a lot of time it's things that really matter to you. Um, things that some people don't always get to. And if you really care about, you know, your life and reaching these things, it's, a, it's worth a shot, you know, to really just sit there for a moment and think about where your concerns with perceptions get you, your concerns of other people's perceptions of you. You know, truly where does it put you? Mm -hmm. you know? I think it's so, like... You're so right with that. And it's like to not let that consume you because and at, at, the, at the end of the day too, like it's like you begin to abandon the totality of yourself when you start minding other people's business of you. And in that process, it's just like you got to learn. Well, you don't got to do anything, but like I would hope that and invite you to learn or take a, chance to observe that like the people who love you and who are for you are never going to want you to minimize yourself you know like they're gonna want to embrace you being the full version of yourself and if they can't handle that experience then it's probably because you know maybe they're struggling to do the same thing you know, and it's it's hard sometimes, especially when it's like close to home, like whether it's family or close friends or partners. You know, I've had plenty of experiences with like really close people to me that I value their opinion. I value their intake, their perception, intuition, all of it, you know, where it would hurt me so bad to feel misunderstood. So it was really hard to not try to attempt to control the perception of me. And defend it like no I'm not doing that for that reason why would you think that you know like or like why are you uncomfortable with me just being silly or like talking about depthful topics and it's like you know there's one aspect of me that would like lean in and be like oh it's because they're afraid to do it themselves and then there was another aspect of me that's like all right well that's none of my business and I can't take that on I can't take that on and I can't sit here and just walk on eggshells like in my whole life depriving myself of just my natural form because like this fucking whack like you're born to be you and then you're going to have to like not be you yeah like <laughs> manipulate your reality yeah. to like be parts of you in certain times and it's like that's a lot of energy you're also just giving up a lot yeah it's just not worth what you're giving up you know, I, I truly believe a lot of us are too special to just throw away that energy that we have, you know, off of just the general sometimes just the fear of it, you know, not being um, taken well, just the, the energy not landing well. Um, but that's not our responsibility, is it? You know, we're lucky if we can manage ourselves and get where we need to go. Um, it's wild in itself that this is, um, you know, a normal thing. Yeah. To have to genuinely wake up every day and worry about if you come off the way you want to like that's just the complete opposite of doing what you're meant to do it's mentally exhausting it is and it's just like you gotta ask yourself at a certain point like do i have the time to just keep doing that like 
Well, no. <laughs> let's just uh, let's just answer that now. You yeah. don't. No. I definitely don't. It costs um, too much. I think um, everything you said, to just put it simply, is a, a lovely way to have a conversation with yourself when these moments, you know, are presented to you. Um, you're not necessarily going to be able to stop perceiving or stop yourself from being perceived in a certain way. I remember when this topic came up for us, we were just talking about like what was relevant in our lives. And I had said verbatim, um, at this time, I'm making sure that, um, that was my exact word, making sure that I'm coming off as a loving person. Cause I feel very villainized these days, just stepping into my energy, my power, you know? And, um, the natural reaction was like, okay, well, we can't make sure, you know? And while that's very true, you know, that you can't always just control that perception that people have of you, that you could still make something of it, you know? You can see it for what it is, and you could say no. I think that's that inner conversation of just like, they saw me this way, but no, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And um, it comes down to the conversation that you have with yourself, knowing that you can have that conversation with yourself because a lot of times you're just taking it in you know and you don't really know what to do with it and a lot of times we're outside when it's happening you know so you're obviously doing things already either you're at work or you're at a social event um there's things going on so it could become really easy to just feel it and then minimize it and then step out of yourself that's really how that happens so literally even just that one second to be like do i agree with this you know to allow myself to have that conversation with me check in with yourself you know That's i feel like it's also like closing apps you know what i mean like closing tabs closing apps it's just like all right why am i hoarding this when i can just type in this website another day and like go back into it it's like swipe boom boom like it's like the same the kind of energy of like just okay boom you're thinking about this you're thinking about this and it's like oh i don't need it right now actually like if i need it i'll get back to it yeah. i know exactly how to get back to it no problem you know and just like with just on not on uh, more disengaging disengaging you know letting things fall past you and letting it go you know deciding like i don't want to hold this like this is heavy like i don't need to hold this you know just letting it go yeah um i'm down if you guys are feeling it i have a lovely experience that i feel like is perfect for this um i took a dance class two weeks ago and I haven't been in that class before. So a lot of new faces. And I remember for the first half hour, I was just really enjoying the class, just dancing, taking in all the information that was being given to me. I felt safe and comfortable with the people around me. And then the second half of class, everyone starts performing. And um, it's a lot of fun, but I noticed like around that time that people start looking, you know? Um, that's the moment usually where people will pause kind of whatever they got going on to peep what's going on in the room. And while that is supposed to be what you're doing, you are supposed to just pause at times um, in this particular class and, like, just look around and catch vibes. Um, you're doing it under the lens of, you know, positivity that you might see something cool or you might be inspired. Um, but that's not always the case. Sometimes people just don't know who you are and they don't know what to make of your light and, you know, your power in that moment. And they're either going to claim it i notice they're going to claim it as something that they're comfortable with something that they feel is for them something someone they could be friends with or they're going to consider you a threat you know mm -hmm. um and i remember in that moment i just i noticed i stopped enjoying myself for a second 
and the, it very quickly became a moment of like, okay, what do I do with this? Because it's not going to stop, you know? I'm also in the middle of a dance class, <laughs> and there's still things going on, and I'm about to perform. It's the worst moment, really, to get in your head because it becomes a moment that you have to decide, you know, the rest of this class, am I going to perform and be for myself, or am I going to worry how it's being taken on, you know? And I remember just thinking, like, you know what? I came here today to have a good time. I didn't come here today interested in if I was going to make a friend or if someone was going to like me for what I did, you know? It almost took me out of my my uniqueness, you mm. know? Um, it's also a moment sometimes where dancers start, like, um, overthinking their personal choices. It becomes an opportunity to fumble yourself when it comes mm. to your individuality, you know? Um, what can you do really besides continue to enjoy yourself? Or at least that's what I was thinking, you know? Um, and I'm very grateful I did because it, it was a moment for me to notice how I really could have just wasted a class that day. I could have wasted an opportunity to make genuine connections and to grow, you know? Um, even though it was a, a win that day for me that I was able to focus on myself, it hasn't always been that way. It took a lot of work to get to that, you know? What can you really do besides just be yourself, you know? I think that, you know, well, first of all, thank you for sharing your story. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that, whether they have ever been a dancer or not. I'm sure that a lot of dancers can definitely relate to that too. And artists and creatives in general and just humans, you know, because there's so many experiences where you feel that, but you don't have context to it because, you know, you can go to therapy and they'll just tell you that you have situational awareness, but they leave out the spirit yeah. and in- intuition is is a part of it. Like, and I think it's so important for us to distinguish what is our situational awareness and what is our intuition, you know, and just so we can understand what is happening in the space. And in that experience, you know, like, how did you navigate it? What, what, what was, what did you do after you noticed? Like, did you, yeah, what did you do? I think the thing that I realized in that moment was that I could just, honestly, it really was just a moment to feel it for what it is and push forward. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to overcomplicate it because I think sometimes you miss the fact that you can feel something and just like hold on to it, but not really, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe it was like a save for later vibe. You know, mm-hmm. I think I got the idea that there was something to process there, but now wasn't the time. Mm. You know, I I definitely made a forward decision to put it off for a moment and mm-hmm. continue my growth in that moment and continue my 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 class. You know, the lessons I went there, um, I go there to grow, you know, so it was definitely a moment of just like. Whatever I'm feeling right now, it's not worth giving up the reason why I came here. So you kept dancing. I kept dancing. Yeah. And that and that's very symbolic, you know, because at the end of the day, like whether it's dancing, whether it's speaking, whether it's whatever your medium is, you kept doing it. And it's like those voices, you know, that you're hearing or the if it's your own voice, whatever the case is, you know those thoughts that you're having of like, oh, like that are taking you out of your body. You were like, fuck that. I'm back in my body. I'm going to keep dancing. Yeah. But also you could stay, but just like later, I'll deal with you later. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, you will be dealt with, just not now. Just say, yeah, just go sit down because yeah. it's my time to dance. It's my time to dance is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah, I, I truly believe that's really all you can do is um, maybe there's still an energy of just like simply just focusing on your goals mm-hmm. too. Being active, um, you know, make sure you're growing. <laughs> Going back to yourself yes. because at the end of the day, it's like everything and everything around us is designed to pull us from ourselves including protective and safety measures that we have within us that lie in our ego and our psyche that are outdated and maybe some aren't, but it's all just like when we boil it down, like what, what, what is it that's happening? Like why does the sense of ourself even give a fuck? Right. And it's like, well, you know, if, we are looked at as uh, a villain, right? A part of ourselves, the warrior in us, is just protecting ourselves. Like, oh, because I don't feel safe. And then you realize, like, how much energy are you delegating to the external world to make you feel safe? And then you start honing in on your internal world and realize that you can do a really good job at making yourself feel safe. In any space that you are, if you feel safe in your own body. It's a lot easier said than done, but it's possible. And, you know, obviously situational, if we're going to dissect it, you know. I mean that in a general senses. But, you know, I and once again, why did I say that? Because of fear of being perceived, right? Because we live in a day and age where... I might post a clip and it might go viral. And because I said that you're safe in your body and if you're safe in your body anywhere, you'll feel safe. And then someone's going to potentially say, well, if you are being attacked by someone or doing something like that. So I, once again, I got to make the little bit of space. Disclaimer. The little space, the little yeah. salt, the little area, because at the end of the day, there is going to be nitpickers everywhere. There's going to be naysayers or, 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 Villains and heroes, construct archetypes all over our life. But if I'm afraid that even in this platform, that's something that I'm going to say is going to be received wrong and I don't ever make a podcast because of it and I stop speaking on topics and speaking freely on things because I know that when I speak freely, I still speak very intentional. And if I'm so afraid that I'm going to be perceived wrong, I'm going to deprive my natural experience of expressing myself and giving opportunity and platform for a lot of people to express themselves and be seen and heard in that process. So fuck that. (laughs) Not to mention that those it's the way to reach the right people. Mm -hmm. You know, when you are catering to your perceptions, are you um, are you creating a version of yourself that's appeasing the people that you're not meant to be around? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, do you even? agree with that you know like I had like even in the moment like in real time I just called myself out you know what I mean because I felt myself like oh like I I always I always put myself in other people's shoes and that can be a really great tool but that could also be like all right like put yourself back in your own fucking shoes you know what I mean and just you know what you're doing and what you're saying for and just keep going with it and yeah like I feel like that's something that especially with the people who are just particularly putting themselves out there. Like, I think a lot of times people are just like, oh, like, they just think they're shit. They're just going out there and doing it, and they don't really care. And it's like, 
bruh, like, <laughs> I fucking care. You know, these podcasts are live because if I sat and I edit each one of these, you guys would get fucking five episodes a year. Okay? So I just got to buckle up, pray real hard, and, you know, make sure I choose good people with good hearts to come on this show and, and keep it pushing because at the end of the day, like, I can't fucking control it. And nor do I want to because that's just putting even more work on my plate. When my whole intention as a person who never had a inclination that I would ever have a podcast, well, I fucking have one. Episode 105, here Let's we are. Go. You know what I mean? And and at the end of the day, and I have no intention on stopping anytime soon. So it's like I'm grounded in my why, you know? So anytime people that are close to me, people that are away from me, whatever the case is, when I get the feedback, you know, sometimes no feedback is needed. Sometimes you good feedback is needed. Sometimes negative feedback is needed. But sometimes no feedback is needed. What do I mean by no feedback is needed? It means to not hold on to any feedback. Like, it's okay to hear the negative, to hear the good, you know, but if we harp on the negative, if we harp on the good, our external validation is coming from outside of us. So no feedback to me is me giving my own feedback. No external feedback. Let me be more specific. You know, and it's like, I'm open. I'm at this area of my life where I'm okay doing the balance of it all. But I still have my days. I still have my days where I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, the way I said that, I could have said that better. Okay. You heard me, but do you feel me, though? Do you understand where I'm coming from? Oh, you don't? Okay. You weren't meant to. Or not yet. Or not yet. You know, you might circle back. I was just having a conversation yesterday. I I had, I remember I have a reader that I go to. Uh, quarterly, I've been going to her since I'm like 13. Uh, you know, I'm a strong believer. Whatever practice you do, you should go to somebody for. You know, my therapist. The first question I asked her, I said, "You go to therapy?" She said, "Yes, yeah. I." But I could trust you then, right? Because <laughs> we take care of you. So I was just saying yesterday, like I was telling a story about uh, my reader, and I was just like, I will never forget. There was one reading. I was just being gluttonous. I was, like, going to get a bunch of readings that that time. I was, like, just a lot of shit was going on. I was young. I was a teenager. And I was just, like, I need more direction. I need more direction in my life. And she gave me this, like, love reading. And I did not ask for it. I was, like, I just want to know how I'm going to, like, make money, be stable, do things I need to do, move forward emotionally, blah, blah. And she gave me this whole love reading. And I walked out of there. And I was, like... She was off her game. Like, I shouldn't have been going to her so much. Like, I went to her two weeks ago. Maybe I just went too soon. Maybe it was just something in the air. Maybe it was the person who was there before me. All of these reasons. That was the most fucking accurate reading she's ever given me in my life to date. The specifics of it. And I didn't believe none of it. I was like, this was so fucking whack. I called my cousin when I left. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just had this reading. And honestly, like, I don't know what to make of it. None of it resonates. And I felt so strong about it. To date, I didn't realize it. But six months later, everything fucking clicked for me. <laughs> so you're right. You know, maybe something won't click. And maybe six months to you, whatever, it might click. Maybe it won't. But you know what? It's none of my fucking business. If anything, she left that room for you to grow into yourself because she didn't stop herself with your perception of her. Mm-hmm. You know, Because she didn't get caught up in thinking... 
okay, this girl's been coming to me for a little bit. Is she going to bug out if I give her a love reading right now and it's not exactly what she wants at all? You know, her not doing that is what gave you room to kind of step into it for yourself. So, Because she could definitely read it on me. Like, I might have not said it out, but I was just like, mm, rather than being like, yeah, that hits. Like, I gave, like, no fear. I was just like, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's often what it is. You know, you don't usually get an answer always for how people perceive you, which is why there's a lot of room to self-sabotage mm-hmm. in that way you're just left with you and your thoughts and you either can make something of that or it could be very debilitating you know absolutely make and make use of that for sure i think like in the process too when we were talking about the excuse me the hero villain complex i know for myself sometimes like i've noticed within me and also in my perception and also just seeing other people what they've told me about their stories and their journeys is like Sometimes you, people are perceiving you to be a villain so much and then like you low-key become one, you know? Um, And I think that that's really important to also pay attention to. Like there's that quote that's like, you know, if you look into the abyss, the abyss looks into you. So make sure you're not looking too long type shit, right? And it's like balance, everything balance, you know? Like should you take no feedback? Should you never perceive anything? No. You should perceive things. It's important to. Should you let it rule your life? No. Can you find the balance in between? Yeah, there's a lot of nuance. Gray shades in between. But I can't tell you what your balance looks like. You got to figure that out. You know? And the same thing with me. And that changes moment to moment, day to day, situation to situation. So... The best thing I think you could do is just commit to yourself in the present moment to observe yourself in each moment that things come up so that you can let go of what you're ready to let go of and what doesn't feel resonant or good for you to carry, even if it's for that moment. And hold on to the things that do. In that moment when you were dancing, you're like, you know what feels good? Fucking dancing. You know what doesn't feel good? My thoughts of this other person thinking of me. So you could sit right there because I don't need that weight on me when I'm trying to let loose. And that's beautiful. Shout out to you. Yes, sir. You know, like, that's a beautiful thing. I'm thinking that um, had I not stepped into myself in that moment, I very much could have created a situation where if I let it consume me, and then if I'm dancing, which I am dancing in front of a mirror in these classes, so there's a lot of room to be seen in every direction. Um, it's it could have been very easy to step into that abyss in that way. And what I'm trying to say here is that when you when you lose yourself in that moment, whatever energy you're in next, you're leaving more room for someone to perceive you and feel confident in the way that they perceived you the wrong way. So sometimes it's like, do you even have an option? Because if you don't choose yourself, you're choosing the version of you that they see. You're giving them confirmation mm-hmm. um, against you. Who you you're are. literally shifting into that energy. Yeah. If you lose yourself, you got to find yourself. Because if you lose yourself, you're literally shifting into that exact ideal. Because you're giving it space and energy, which is now shifting your energy to embody that. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're focusing on, you're going to become. When you said that shit, that shit just clicked for me. So I was yeah. just like, bing, 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 bing. For me, it's honor. Like, mm. just to honor myself i um Mm -hmm. in those moments even if i'm uncomfortable with how i'm being perceived i'm already upset at the fact that i'm not honoring myself you know i can already feel that i'm not doing what's right for me Mm. you know um 
that's the irony too is as much as you're bothered by how people might see you it's still going to bother you if you're not um tap you know pouring into yourself so mm -hmm. just be mindful that um no matter how many opinions are being made of you um it's just not enough to give up your spark mm -hmm. you know it's not worth it it's just because you're gonna look back and you're gonna feel like there was more room for you that you could have had you know more comfort in the room or more room to just laugh and have joy in that space um it would have been a very sad affair for me to not dance that day, you know? Um, and why would anyone want to look back and think I could have danced or I could have been more comfortable or I could have been myself in that moment, you know? And if that's what it had to be so you could learn from it, then sure, you know? But moving forward, just letting it be about you, you know? Maybe there's a level of selfishness that's necessary and um, your your relationship to if you are pouring into yourself or not, because it's this is a very hard energy to manage if you're not actively working on yourself. There has to be, you know, it should be done in, what's the word when you're doing two things simultaneously? It mm -hmm. should be done simultaneously with you working on yourself because like to worry about perceptions if you're not in a place where you're, you know, working really, really hard yet for who you want to be, it could be a little maybe debatably more confusing, you know? to worry about that so soon i think always start with your journey with yourself and let these um let these energies these conversations you know help you drive that particularly you know yeah i think that i think that's what we got uh, i want to leave off on that note because i want that to be the last thing that people are hearing i'm with it yeah thank you thank, thank you, you for sharing your perspective and yeah. for being you you're an incredible person. Thank you. And it's really awesome to get to amplify your voice and not not hoard your wisdom I'm and, and on share it, it here. I'm working on you it, know? guys. I'm trying to share. And trying. you're doing a great job. Thank you. You're doing a great job. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. What else can we do, right? Yeah. Just get there. For sure. Is there anything else that you want to cover before we go? No. Okay. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Choose yourself. When you lose yourself, go find yourself. That's the last thing I'm going to say. So thank y'all for tuning in. And we will be back in two weeks because next week is an off week for duality. So thank y'all for tuning in. And yeah. Cheers. Peace. Peace.